Well, hi there. It's G-Money again with another episode of Ninja on the Loose. Well, this week I would like to talk a bit about public speaking. And, uh, well, it's not something I do on a regular basis, but it seems in my recent semi-retired state I seem to get asked to do uh, some things that would be considered public speaking. I have made a couple of presentations uh, in the last couple of months. I'm speaking at an event uh, tomorrow related to uh, the date in which I'm recording this. Also, I'm going to find myself as Master of Ceremonies of an upcoming event in a week or so. Uh, the, the Master of Ceremonies thing I've done more than once, and a lot of that's related to my experience in broadcasting, so I don't mind doing those things. But I will tell you, there was a time when I would shy away from doing that, simply because I was pretty nervous. I... I don't know. I just I just wasn't comfortable. I didn't didn't like being in a room of people who could see what I was see me and, and listen to every single word I was talking about and, and paying so much attention to me. And and you know I know it sounds kind of silly because most of my uh, experiences in media, uh, particularly in radio, where typically people are listening and paying attention to the things you say, but the difference is I was in a little bitty room. I was by myself. I didn't have a big giant crowd of people staring directly at me. So the radio thing was kind of great if I was... I used to think I was introverted. I don't think I am now, but I used to believe I was. And the radio gig of mine was perfect because I could just sit in a little room and I could talk into a microphone and I was pretty sure I was the only person paying attention to what I was doing. Of course, I knew that was not the case. I mean, that was silly for me to ever even think that because the boss would not have had me there if nobody listened, right? So anyway, it was just one of those little fallacies, I guess, that I always sort of carried into my adult life was that if I was in a little itty-bitty room talking to a microphone, nobody else was listening. And you know, it's really funny because even just doing this right now, the podcasts, I'm talking into a little handheld recorder and I feel like I'm just talking to myself. Okay, I know that that's not the case because I see the download numbers on uh, the the host site that I post these on. So, I mean, I know people are checking it out, but, you know, it's easy to do this right now because you're not sitting here across the table with me hanging on my every word. And so it's pretty simple for me to do this in this particular format. But what if I have to stand in front of people? What do I do then? How do I do this? Well, you know, there's all sorts of tips. You know, there's all sorts of ideas, and people have some great, great, great ideas on how to uh, do public speaking. I have a few I want to share with you, but before I get to them, I was in a conversation last night with uh, somebody else who is going to be speaking at an event that uh, I'm also speaking at. What day is today? Today's Friday. Friday's the day I'm recording this. So, okay, so the speaking engagement's tomorrow. I haven't done anything. Oh, my goodness. Now I'm thinking about it. I haven't even put any... Well, I have some... Well, I have an idea, but... Mm. Hmm. 
do I have time? Well, anyway, I was uh, speaking to this person and uh, I was asking her how she was doing with her speech or presentation because we both have 15-minute slots in this particular public speaking venue. And uh, I can burn up 15 minutes. It won't be hard for me to do. But uh, this is not uh, her forte. And so she was saying, oh yeah, I've got my speech partly written out, and I'm, you know, getting close. I've got, you know, i got more work to do, and so on and so forth, and, and what are you going to do? And, you know, I was kind of being funny, and I said, well, I'll just wing it. <laughs> and she knows me well enough to understand that I probably could do that, but anyway, I, I, I do have kind of a plan, but I... You know, I don't want to give away all my secrets, right? I mean, certainly not to someone else who's speaking at the same event as me. So, uh, But I'll share them with you. How's that? Uh, is that a pretty good deal? Uh, anyway, so, yeah, I, I, the public speaking thing I've gotten, I think, a little better at. A lot of it has to do with the fact that, and I do extend it right back to my, my radio history, uh, having to be able to think on your feet and come up with uh, quick answers when you have a live mic in front of you and you have to uh, fill some time when you have, you know, you're looking at the clock and you have still 60 seconds to fill before the news starts and the last song you played is ended and you have no commercial time and it's like, what do you do, right? So you have to ad-lib your way up to the time frame and I think that's where a lot of this comes from, is uh, from my experience in doing that but like I say I have you know done some public speaking as a result and I have adopted a few tips now one of the tips that you may have heard and I'm going to discredit it as quickly as I can is uh, the one that says imagine your audience with no clothes on um uh, that's not really a good idea <laughs> because Depending on where your head is, you may find that distracting or disturbing or, you know, pick a place on that scale. Um, I don't believe I've ever done that. I can't see myself imagining that. It's just, for me, I think it would throw me off for various reasons. So I, I, I've never done that. And uh, I don't know why that would even be a suggestion, you know, unless it's supposed to kind of calm you down. But I would think there's other ways of doing it than, you know having that visual but maybe that works for certain people too i don't know anyway let's take a look at um, my list i actually have a top five list of public speaking tips uh, my number five tip is know your topic and if you know it inside and out you should be able to speak on it with some authority you shouldn't have copious quantity of notes just in case because if you know your topic you won't need a library of notes um, and if you don't know your topic, at least do some homework to get some knowledge of that topic so that you can speak with some authority about it. It's, it's not that hard to do. Um, I'm you know, kind of fortunate in that I consider myself a curious kind of guy, so I have partly too because of my freelance work and partly because of my newspaper uh, experience. I've written about a lot of stuff. I have, uh, you know, bits and pieces, knowledge of certain things and knowledge of a lot of different things, but I'm not afraid to hit the internet and ask a couple of questions to clarify a few things if I need some, you know, details on something I'm not entirely clear on. And, yeah, I won't speak about something I know nothing about. That just doesn't make sense to me. Even if I was able to do the research to sound like I know what I'm talking about, 
I want to at least know my topic and it makes it a whole lot easier. You don't get yourself caught in a in a lie trying to answer a question you don't know the answer to. Things like that. So like I said, my number five tip is know your topic and know it inside and out. Uh, number four, uh, this is a really good uh, help for a lot of people who are you know fairly uh, new at the uh, public speaking game and that is uh, have an outline. It doesn't have to be long, doesn't have to be detailed. Basically your start, uh, your finish, uh, maybe some key points that you want to uh, do in that sandwich between the first layer, the start, and the bottom layer, the finish. You know, have some key points you want to hit. Uh, if you can fit them all on a recipe card, uh, you're good to go. And uh, that way you're not flipping pages and trying to find where you are if you lost your place. And, you know, the same with having an outline, you know, to kind of an extension on that is uh, do your best to not script your speech. Unless it's a really, really long speech and you really have to, uh, you know, tell some details and, and, you know, facts and figures and things like that, try to avoid scripting it. And certainly try to avoid reading it word for word if you do have something that's scripted because it will uh, sound um, quite... Uh, broken up it won't it won't sound natural and so that's why it's really important to just kind of you know keep the basics uh as i said have an outline have a start have a finish some key points you want to make and off you go right uh, the speaking engagement i have planned for tomorrow i have a bit of an outline i've had an outline in my mind for quite some time for i'm gonna say at least a week and uh, there is, um, I'm going to have one page with me, I'm pretty sure, because there is something I need to uh, say during this particular speaking engagement that I have no intentions of trying to memorize. Uh, so I'll keep uh, a couple of notes on a piece of paper with me, but that's all I'm going to have. I'll pretty much ad-lib the rest of it because I know the topic, I know what I need to say, I know the stuff, the points I'm trying to make, the key points I'm trying to make, although I'll you know, like I say, I have a few on a piece of paper in case I miss one. And uh, it won't be hard for me to do this because uh, it is a topic I've spoken about in the past. So uh, again, this is going to help me as well, and it's not going to be a problem. Uh, my number three tip, and this is something I do all the time. Uh, I don't even think I'm conscious of it, but uh, I know it's been pointed out to me afterwards. I've had a couple of... Uh, engagements that I speaking engagements of mine uh, portions have been videotaped and I've watched them afterwards and uh, what I tend to do and this is my number three tip is uh, move around talk with your hands engage if you have to you know uh, be animated and and I'm I do that I talk with my hands all the time and uh, it's great because it uh, gives people some action to watch you're not just standing there uh, like a talking head with a microphone in front of you, right? You, you're moving around, you're, you're doing stuff, you're, you know, hopping around a stage, you're using your hands and arms and you, your, your tone of voice changes, your face, I mean, it's, you're kind of putting on a show, really. And so if you can get people interested, even if your topic is the most boring topic possible, if you can, you know, get people kind of into what you're doing by walking around or moving around the stage and moving, you know, talking with your hands and, you know, changing your inflections and saying things loud or quiet or whatever, making your points, your key points, uh, snapping your fingers, clapping your hands, whatever it takes, I think it really kind of adds a little flavor to what you're doing and shows a bit of your personality too. And uh, the last um, 
presentation I recall doing uh, was on a project that I had done a number of years ago so this goes back to my know your topic and uh, it was a slideshow uh, which I don't typically do I I find them uh, well you know I guess if if it's a really good slideshow you're on your way but I don't know I, I find slideshows for me anyway just too much work and I know that sounds like I'm trying to pass it off but you know I, I just can't sit there and spend all day editing something I'd rather just you know if I have a couple of key slides cool but I prefer to just stand and do my thing with my hands and my notes in my head but anyway what I was getting at is the last presentation I did was a slideshow and I moved around the stage and I talked about it and there was visuals and stuff so I was pointing to the screen and I was talking about this and you know this particular item and then I added a few flavor things and I think I added a little more spice to the otherwise boring slideshow in my mind and um, I think that helped uh, to engage with the people who are there and uh, I think they enjoyed it. Uh, my number two tip is, and this is something I always do, uh, tell stories and not stories about the crazy neighbor down the street but stories that make points, you know, stories that are related to what your topic is about, especially if it's a, a, a reality story, a personal experience story, uh, not only does it help show your personality, but um, I think it makes your presentation a little more credible. If you can actually tell a story that's related to it and spring and somehow sort of um, spin it right back to uh, the point you're trying to make, uh, I find that I do that quite a bit. Uh, I don't typically pre-plan them. Uh, again, I, the majority of what I do, I ad-lib just like I'm doing here with these podcasts. Uh, my po Well, I, I talk about an outline, okay? So right here on this piece of paper, I've got my five tips and the title, Public Speaking Tips. That's it. So everything else you're hearing here is just me ad-libbing my way through it, and this is how I would do a public uh, presentation. Uh, but I would be probably a little more nervous, <laughs> although I don't normally get nervous. But I might be a little more nervous, and it might show, okay? Uh, but... Yeah, that's how I do it. So tell stories, as I do in my podcasts, to kind of make the points. And, and I think it, hopefully it drags you into my story, right? So the story drags you into the point I'm making or pulls you along until I make my point. And that's kind of the science behind good public speaking in my mind. And my number one tip is uh, relax. Have fun. Don't get stressed out. I used to get really, really nervous about this stuff. And then I started to realize, you know, I don't think people are going to notice that I'm nervous because they're not here to see if I'm nervous. They're here to hear whatever it is I'm supposed to say. And so typically, if you think you're really nervous, you know, sometimes you can make a joke about that. And that kind of lightens the room up too, right? But don't worry about it. It's, you know, they're there to hear what you got to say. They're not going to, you know, do you know, Olympic judging afterwards and say 8.5, 8.7, you missed the dive, you know, or whatever. Um, because really, that's not why they're there. They're there to hear what you're going to talk about. And again, if you know your topic, it doesn't matter if you come across nervous or not, because the content of your public speaking engagement is what they're there for. I also find, too, that um, back to the uh, 
you know, imagining people without their clothes on thing. Uh, one of the things that works for me as opposed to that, because uh, I won't do that if you've heard, is I try to make eye contact with, you know, at least a couple people in the front row or next row over um, and try to you know, talk to the audience directly, you know, imagine that, you know, you're talking to one or two people in the room, even if there's hundreds. And just, you know, if you keep it on a personal level and sound like you're doing a one-to-one, like you're on a phone, or, um, you know, talking to a neighbor over a fence, uh, I think that really helps. And it makes you come across as, you know, not a stiff suit, but uh, makes you come across as maybe somebody they're going to listen to and pay attention to, and they might take away something from what you uh, share with them and it'll add to your credibility and it'll go from there so that's it there's some public speaking tips for you i hope they helped uh my name's george and you can find me online in a lot of different places but i'm just going to pump my website to this go around and that's uh, www.looseinc.ninja that's right it's a dot ninja and once you uh, open up the or once the website opens up on your computer or handheld device or whatever uh, piece of communication that you use your phaser whatever it turns out to be uh, you will be uh, able to understand exactly why it's a dot ninja so check it out triple uh, w loose ninja until next week have a good day